The NBA season is upon us, doo-doo, doo-doo. Said the NBA season is upon us, doo-doo, doo-doo. The NBA season is upon us. What's up, everybody? If you can't guess by now, this episode is about the ensuing NBA season. It's kicking off. Here we are. This is definitely probably one of the most exciting times of the year in terms of sports because you have... Middle of the NFL season, you have NHL starting up, NBA starting up, WNBA just finished up, and then you're having uh, baseball start to wrap things up as we're on the cusp of the World Series. So, super engaging time for sports, um, and really, 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 really exciting. Well, I was looking... Looking into uh, what I want to talk about for this this episode, talk about maybe my predictions or, or go off a guide that has you know projected wins and things like that. And then I found probably the coolest thing that I've ever seen on Reddit, and I'll I'll be sure to put the link to it down below uh, in the in the show notes, but uh, in the description, whatever you want to call it, and so you can go check it out for yourself. But what I wanted to do was talk about, or what it's called, is something called the NBA Almanac. And it's what this guy, I guess, has put together. He, I didn't read the post on Reddit. I just I, I skimmed the end of it and then clicked the link. But it's like a total, complete, comprehensive guide to the, not a review of the last NBA season and then looking forward into this NBA season. Breaks down every team. like It has charts, graphs, everything, in-depth overviews i mean it, it even had it's it's insane it's uh so it's a uh, it's through google drive is how you as how you look at it or google docs and so it is uh 310 pages long to give you an idea of how extensive and comprehensive this is um so that's just that's just incredible um i do want to note this too that in general i'm being uh I am somewhat of an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, so you might see some of my NBA stuff. They might be a little Thunder heavy, but try and try and cover everything um, best I can in general stuff. But and and this episode is going to be more of a general one. But just a fair warning for you that if you're like a Charlotte Hornets fan, probably not. My NBA episodes probably aren't for you. I don't know. You might find them interesting. I'm going to try and do fun stuff, but. Um, got to page 91, um, because the first 90 pages are just a review of 2018, 2019. And the first thing they kick off with is something that's very, very interesting is the 2019, 20 team payrolls. So we have, and it, and it breaks down every team's, um, how much, what their payroll is, how much cap space they have, how much luxury tax space, and then apron space, I'm not sure what that one means. And then they have a fancy little chart at the bottom, that uh, a bar graph that breaks it down for everybody. It's kind of awesome. But looking at this, <laughs> only one did this. This just kind of surprises me, but it kind of doesn't because you know, as of late, past few years, teams have been shelling out money left and right. Atlanta Hawks are the only team. Under the salary cap. Um, 
just in case you were wondering, the salary cap is $109.14 million. Um, just a little fun fact for you there. Oh, zoomed in too much. Oh, no, 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 no. There we go. That's probably good. Anyways, the luxury tax is set at $132.63 million. Um, so most teams are... <clears throat> Interesting. So all but one team, 29 of the 30 teams, are over the salary cap, at least a little bit. And then you have one, two, three, four, five teams over the luxury tax and a couple teams flirting with the luxury tax. So those teams over the luxury tax are the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they're just barely over it. Golden State, surprise. Rockets, surprise. And then Portland, who right now are the most? That's crazy. Hmm. How interesting. Um, yeah, Detroit is under the is under the luxury tax by .01 million. That's wild. <laughs> like if they were, they're at 132. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Huh, am I reading this wrong? Wait a minute. One, oh, yeah. Well, according to the graph, they're actually just barely over. Because it says they're, they're at 132.64. And the luxury tax is 132.63. So they are over. Um, and then the Oklahoma City Thunder are at 133.39, so they're 0.76 million over. Um, then Miami, what? I don't feel like these, this graph matches up. Um, this is so interesting. Hmm. I'm not sure these graphs match up because I'm looking at this right now. So, according to this, yeah, where's my... Oh, I'm sorry. I missed Miami Heat. Yeah, that's just my fault. Missed some. So, <clears throat> correction. Teams over the luxury tax. You have Detroit, Oklahoma City, Miami, Golden State, Houston, and Portland. Everyone else, minus Atlanta, is just over the, the, the salary cap. And some people, some teams have hit their hard cap. Um, which is so interesting. But... <clears throat> Yeah, Portland right now has the heaviest payroll at $145 million. They are $12 million over into the luxury tax. Houston is over by 8.5. Golden State is only 5.9. Miami is 3.5. And then Oklahoma City and Detroit are basically under the cap. They just have to get rid of... They just clean a little bit, and they're under it. But that, that, that's, inter- that's super interesting to me. Everybody's over the cap. <laughs> Or they're over the soft cap, if you will. I mean, it still says they have, yeah, like nobody, nobody's safe except Atlanta, who has five and a half, five million in cap space. But I guess, I mean, I guess at this point in time, you want to have your cap space filled up. It means you have, you have a full roster. So then, then I was hoping you go, you'd continue going to like general 1920 previews, but then it goes into specific, uh, oh, and, then it breaks off. It's breaking down each team. So I gotta get through this. 
this thing is, is it's so interesting though. So 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 interesting. Um, while I'm while I'm scrolling through this, talk a little bit about storylines um, leading into. The season. So we have uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James put on a show in preseason. And I think people are definitely seeing that Anthony Davis is now happy. He loves where he's at. And he's, uh, he's out here to prove, prove something. My, my big caveat with him is can this man stay injury free? I think if he stays injury free, it's kind of, you know, he can have a great time. But that's always that's a huge caveat because so many so many players across all sports league there's been there's always there's always those players where it's like man they're so amazing but they always end up hurt and so then it totally it totally tarnishes what they're trying to do in that sense because it's like it's like oh yeah he's so great and it's like yeah but he's injured all the time so it, it kind of negates that like you can be great all you want but if you if you miss half a season every year for injuries then it doesn't really do much kind of balances out at that point and it's like all right i'm kind of like that's in a lot of ways that's how it was with like tony romo um blake griffin for the time his time at the clippers had that i mean that was always my biggest complaint with that man it's like he hasn't had a healthy season like a full healthy season since and i mean every guy every guy could you know you can expect maybe to miss like five ten games um a year and, and I and I think that's that's relatively insignificant because of whether it's workload management, whether it's, you know, you were sick or you have a minor like ah, I sprained my you know, a minor sprain cause you missed a couple games. That's not a big deal. I'm talking where you miss a third of the season, you miss a quarter of the season, you miss half a season because of all these injuries and things like and or because of your injury history and at that point it's 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 hindering it's hindering you so much that it almost negates how good you are. <clears throat> but anywho, so storyline. So there's Anthony. So that's a long roundabout way to talk about Anthony Davis and LeBron. Um, the Clippers are obviously kind of what I would call one of the headline stories of this season with Kawhi and Paul George. That team is supposed to be disgusting and gross. And um, as somebody who lives in the middle of the country, I can express my annoyance with there's always been this draw to, and I mean, there always will be, to the L.A.s and the New Yorks of, and the Bostons and stuff like that. And so they just, whether whether they do anything good or not, eventually, because of the history and the clout that they have, I'm using that word a lot, clout, then they... Then they um, they naturally draw all these they they naturally draw these big names and then find themselves in a position where they have these superstars and it's competing and everyone loves it and I'm just like I don't know I'm kind of but I'm that dude I'm like I'm like kind of annoyed like I don't want to see I'm tired of hearing about all this stuff all the same stuff all the time like I, I like to see some parody switch it up you know. But that just kind of is what it is, and that's just that's just my personal qualm with it. But it's neither here nor there. I you know I understand, um, I understand how how things work, and I'm fine with that. Oh, that page isn't loading. All right, so I think my Lanta 
these stats are insane. They have scoring by shooting zones, their substitution pattern, their on and off ratings, um, their draft results, their free agents signings, their trades. They have their all their stats for their new additions, their roster and payroll breakdown. Holy cow, man, this is and then they have it moving forward. They have their estimated rotation for this year, their draft picks and obligations, their, and then their schedule, coaching staff, franchise, franchise history in terms of wins. This is just wild. Oh, and then, oh, wow, this is interesting. So the Almanac. So it breaks down every team that way, and that looks like really what mostly this is. I thought it was going to have some sort of prediction or um, uh, or you know some kind of more of a preview into this season, but it doesn't. So not a big deal. But this is cool, and they have breakdown of all the MVPs and their statistics, their def- defensive player of the year. Um, that's pretty cool. Rookie of the year. Uh, six and so all the all the awards historically. So that's look like that looks like how it is going to close this out. So I would definitely say take a oh and oh and then the schedule. Take a look. Oh, this is like by day, so you so you see every game that's happening. That's awesome. Um, that would actually be super useful to print off. Um. Wow, and they have the training camps, the preseasons, all-star. They include the NCAA tournament. When the playoffs begin, holy crap. They have all your roster dates, and that looks like a wrap. That's super, super, super cool. Gosh. Yeah, NBA Almanac. Go check it out. Um I have the link here. If that doesn't work for some reason, just go to Reddit and go to the NBA page, and it'll it'll show up. So since it doesn't have, let's see, mm, I guess we'll work through Bleacher Report. Since it doesn't have the projected wins, which is what I wanted to talk about and give my thoughts on it, then I guess I'm just going to go ahead and... Uh, I'm going to I'm going to find I got to find another article real quick. Um let's see other storylines though while I'm doing this. Zion Williamson to kick off his NBA career, arthroscopic knee surgery. Bada bing bada boom. You know what I'm saying? 6 to 8 weeks from the get go. Oh yeah, feeling good, feeling frosty. So every future legend wants to start their career. I know that's how I'd want to start my career. Shoot, get me in there. All right, where's this meniscus? Let me just shred it up a little bit. Um, that's <laughs> oh man, that's that sucks. That sucks for him, really. I mean, however you feel about where he's at or or how good he's gonna be, that that legitimately that legitimately sucks. Like I do feel bad for the guy. <clears throat> so, hmm. Bleacher Report. I want to. I'm trying to find Vegas win loss NBA predictions. See if that that can show up. 
So the other interesting storylines, what we have going here. Obviously, you have the duo of Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Two ball-dominant people finding themselves on the same team. The Rockets continue just to do things that you, on the surface level, you're like, that doesn't make sense or shouldn't work. Like when they got Chris Paul, and I was like, wait a minute, James Harden's already a point guard. And it actually kind of worked out. And now they're just taking that to the extreme and getting Russell Westbrook. And it's like, hmm, let's see how this goes. Oh, one that I think is going to be super interesting and hard to deal with is Dallas. Team Eastern Europe. Um, it's the Eastern European All-Star team also um, with Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Luka Doncic. Two cats who are amazing. Um, like, they seriously are. Those dudes can ball. Oh, is this it? Is this it, Las Vegas? Because that's what everyone wants to go off of. Okay, okay. Here we go. We got them. Um, other interesting storylines. Some might say the Nets. I really don't think so. Don't really care about them. That's whatever. The Pelicans are obviously an interesting story. Once Zion gets back and is able to remain healthy, I think I think they're a very interesting team. A team to be trifled with. Um... Outside of that, there's really not much going on, you know. There's not much going on at all. Okay, stupid ads. <sighs> well, let's jump into the meat and potatoes of this. Now we're here. Talked a little bit about the almanac. Let's talk about wins um, and whether I'm going to take the over under. And uh, I'm going to post these to my Twitter page. And uh, I'll see if I can figure out how to do this. Maybe I'll probably have to post like a picture. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out a, a, somewhere to post this and you can look at it and respond to me or just go and look at yourself and respond to me. But I'll, 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 sh- I'll put the links in the show notes for the sites where I got these. And you can so you can be working. So if you want to do this along with me, you can uh, look at the same place as I look. So it won't be like... I don't know, so we won't be inaccurate here. Um, so, Las Vegas odds. We'll start at the top then. The Milwaukee Bucks have the top win win uh, projections, and at fifty seven right now, they won. I believe they won sixty. Um, I'm going to double check real quick with that. Uh, I apologize for being slightly unprepared here. I really I really put all my chips in that almanac having all the information, which on some level it did, but it's also 300 pages right now, and I can't oh, – let me look at this table of contents. Maybe I can find it. Um, okay, maybe two. Let's see, let's see. Oh, gosh, oh, gosh. Oh, no, it's not. It's it's a lot. I mean, it, it is really cool, though. They, it does break down, like, the salary cap and how to read it and understand it. So if you don't understand that, that's pretty neat. Um, here we go. Season in review. Whew, this will be so much easier. Yep. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, Milwaukee Bucks projected to win 57. They really they really kept most of their core squad. I think they have both Lopez brothers and um, who are the other? And they have another Antetokounmpo, uh, Thanasis, I believe. So that'll be that'll be pretty cool. And then, um, but this year, I will say overall, it seems the league seems to continue to grow in parity somewhat. You know, you have the Clippers who were decent, who are now amazing. You have the Lakers who were eh, who are now supposed to be amazing finally, after all the hype and nonsense that they've received. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to take I, – I think it's going to be tough, though. I think it's going to be really tough for any team to win to get to that 60 point. Um, I mean, they're only projected at 57. I think it's, I think it's going to be just that much harder to do it because they were at 60 and 22 last year, and they just had – they just played out of their minds. Um, I'm going to actually – I'm going to take the under – because also, too, with the reigning MVP, and they kind of have a target on their back, in my mind, a little bit. So I'm going to take the under there, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Then we have the Clippers sitting at 55 and a half. Um, so I'm going to Clippers, who last year... Oh, no, that's not the... What? Oh my! Why did that change? The page I had pulled up with the wins totally changed. I'm sorry. I'm botching it today, folks. Uh, the Clippers last year, 48 and 34, and they added Kawhi. They lost some pieces, you know, Gilgis Alexander, young pieces, but they got the man who drug. Well, he didn't drug him. They synergized their way, but but single handedly. <laughs> He was the, the catalyst that got Toronto its first ever championship in Kawhi Leonard and then Paul George, who's just a game changer, and is finally going to go home and play in L.A., and I'm happy for the guy. Um, it was a short-lived and a little bit sad to see, see him leave early as an Oklahoma City fan, but once again, understand the nature of the game. It's kind of how things go. Um, not a huge fan of like the whole like how the deal went down in a lot of ways, but there's nothing I can do about it now. So I'm actually... Once again, they're going to kind of have a target on their back, and so they're, they're projected to win seven more games this year. I'm, I don't know. I'm being a little pessimistic here. I'm going to take the under. I think they'll probably be in the 52 to 53 range. Um, it, it, it all comes back to I think there's a lot more parity. You're going away from the super team with having a big three, This is which is also something interesting, but now you're seeing more of duos. You're, you're seeing dynamic duos. Uh, get together and uh, for 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 now, and so it's. I think that's a little bit better because then you're going to see more duo. You can have more duos and trios just by basic math metrics. But anywho, we'll continue this. Seventy sixers, uh, fifty four and a half. I think that's a little bit high. Um, Simmons is supposedly working on his jumper. That's going to be good for him. Uh, last year they had they were fifty one and thirty one, and so they're only, they're projected to win a few more this year. But I'm still going to take the under. I think they're going to live right about that fifty one fifty two range. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd probably I'd probably give them mm, another win if Ben's jumper pans out. Uh, I can give them one more. Now they have Al Horford too, and so their post game is kind of insane. Uh, the Jazz 
are the next highest projected at 52 and a half, which is so interesting. Um, but the, when you look at the Jazz, they're actually, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be really, really good. I think um, they're just going to build on what they've, what they, they have really the same core. They're, they're going to just continue to build on what they've already done. Um, that being said, because of the half, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say 52. 52, I think, is, is what I'll say. Last year, they were sitting at 50 and 32. And, you know, so they're really about the same. But if it, if it was just 52, I would literally take... I would take the points. I would I would take it even. I'd say fifty two sounds like a solid prediction, and wouldn't and, wouldn't, and that would be a push. That wouldn't be wouldn't be over. Wouldn't be under. The the next two you have uh, Rockets and Nuggets, both at fifty two, and I think that's a solid prediction. Um, there is a side of me that's nervous about the James Harden Russell Westbrook having so much hype that it doesn't really pan out that well. So last year, to give you some context, Denver had 54 went 54 and 28. He and Houston was 53 and 29. Um, and then they tied with Portland, but I think Portland took the three spot just over them because of the tiebreaker. So, and this year, so they're actually both projected lower than they were last year. But this goes to the fact that I'm saying there's a little bit more parity in the league. Things are going to be a little bit more, more, more difficult. So I think you're going to see overall, you're going to see a shift downward in terms of wins across the board. And that just that, that just goes to show you that there, there are more teams who are competitive out there, which all in all is a good thing. It may not be exciting because you're not going to have a team that wins 58, 59, 60 plus games, but... In the grand scheme of things, that's better because you're going to have you have more close games, you're going to have clutch games because more teams are able to compete. And so both of these, though, um, I'm actually going to go over on both of them. I think they they're both. I think they can both get that 53 threshold. Um, I mean, Denver Denver could very well get the 54, 55. Uh, Houston, kind of a question mark. We'll just have to see how it plays out. I'd like to be on the optimistic side, saying when you have, when you have two players of the caliber of Harden and Westbrook, who are uh, two of the last three MVPs, and still still in their prime, um, I think if, if they can get it, and I mean they're just poised to have a lot of fun. I think they can really make something special happen. I think it'll be fun. Right below them, Lakers at fifty one and a half. So the interesting story about the Lakers is a lot of hype once again. I mean, obviously they have LeBron, they have young talent, they have Anthony Davis, who caveat: if he stays healthy, going to be amazing. Um, I'm going to actually. Because la- I mean, last year their their numbers were garbage, uh, thirty seven and forty five. Because it was LeBron and a bunch of <laughs> youngsters, they were a d- they continued to be a dumpster fire. Um, but I, I still think there's going to be some things to figure out. I think AD is going to have he's already had preseason injuries. Um, what did he sp- sprain his thumb, dislocate his thumb almost? Um, so I think I think for that reason they're going to have they're they're still going to have some growing pains because it's still a new roster. Yes, you've added some super talent, but there's still going to be some meshing that has to be done there. I'm going to take the under. I think they're going to be right around 50 wins. Um, 51 and a half is just a little bit too much for me. Pacers at 48 and a half. I believe Oladipo is not projected to come back. Rumors just came out that Sabonis asked for a trade supposedly but then they signed him to an extension so maybe it's going to be a sign and trade last year they were 48 and 34 um so they're projected to be 48 and a half right then and there once again this half is killing me and i'm going under i'm going under on the 48 and a half um i think 
I think uh, last year, I mean, Victor Oladipo has shown that he's really grown into you know game changer kind of player. But it seems there might be some issues there internally if you have Sabonis wanting a trade, wanting out, um, and then just Oladipo not his timetable just being so far far out that. And I think with how how much stronger the league is as a whole this year, I think you're going to see that play out then. So I'm gonna go. I'm, I think they're probably they're probably right there, but they're gonna be like a 45 win team. Uh, the Celtics at 49 and a half. This one is interesting, also because so far this has been dis- in in descending order from greatest to least wins. But they had the Pacers before the Celtics. But the Celtics have one more. Seems like just a small clerical error, but I have to call it out. <laughs> Celtics at 49 and a half. This one. This is going to be interesting. They were 49 and 33 last year. Um, the head case that is Kyrie, um, the locker room buster that he has become, continued to do his worst. And also, I think you're seeing people were able to game plan for the, the youngsters they have in their team, the Jalen Brown, the Jason Tatums, uh, those guys. And then also looking at their bench and, and now losing Al Horford, what happened to their big men? Yeah, they have Gordon Hayward, but it's almost a flashback to a young Gordon Hayward on the Utah Jazz. Had a couple complimentary pieces, but really it's a Gordon Hayward show. Um, people, the secret's out. You know, they have some young talent there, and so people are really knowing how to play them well. Um, that's why, once again, I, I think they're going to live right around there. I think they'll be um, over, I mean, I think they'll be, over, in general, over 45, but it's going to be between 45 and 50. But uh, So 49 and a half, I'm going under on the Celtics. Um, right now, you see a trend. I'm going under on most people, <laughs> which I, I'm sure I've got to go over at some point here, folks. But all right, next one up. Trailblazers at 47 and a half. They are an interesting team, bringing back a lot of the same pieces. Going to be exciting to watch. Um, freaking, <laughs> they daggered, they daggered uh, my team out of the playoffs last year in a heartbreak and what became a meme and just absolute total destruction. That is hard to be on the receiving end of that, but at the end of the day, a lot of respect. 53 and 29 last year. Really finished strong. They're also in the luxury tax right now. Have this have the highest payroll. So surely, surely they're going to try and make some moves and do something about that. Maybe not. Maybe they live and live that way for a year. But definitely a drop off, fifty three and twenty nine to forty seven and a half. Um, I don't know what all is going into that prediction. I'm going to take the over though. I think they're going to. I think they're going to be. 49 to 50 win team i think with what they have if they're able to really keep that core together they're going to be solid uh moving on golden state warriors at 47 wins really that's all that they gave them i guess you do have clay thompson who's missing most of the season and i've always kind of said he's the glue man like he's the unsung hero is always been kind of my 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 thought process and belief in terms of him because Simply because he is he's the consistency there. You know what he's about. Three and D all day, off the ball movement, catch and shoot, get lava hot to go off for 30 points in a quarter when 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 you need it. And um where I mean other factors can it's more of kind of a roller coaster. He's that steady consistency right there that you can always count on. You can always count on him getting his 20 points whatever it is, and then locking up your be- the best player on the other team. That's a big role when you when you actually look at it. It's a quiet role a lot of times, but it's a big role. It's not the flashy dribble, step back, super deep threes from Steph or the, the grit that is Draymond Green banging in there with the big boys, um, being undersized and such. 
but it is it is something I, I to me it's it's kind of the most valuable part. Um, so at forty seven, I mean, I can kind of see that that you know Sean Livingston retire. Um, they they have less firepower basically in their stars and. All, all while maintaining that that kind of relatively weak bench that they had, and so it just makes things a lot harder. Whereas last year, I mean, they were top of the Western Conference, fifty-seven and twenty-five. They pulled away at the end of the year from Denver, um, but I think I'm still going to take the over. I still think they're it's a, they're a solid team. I mean, Steph's possibly the greatest shooter of all time, and I still think they'll be able to piece it together and to get to like the. I think they can eclipse fifty wins. Um, it'll be tough, but I think they can. They can probably do it. If not, they're going to be at like the 48, 49. They'll be over 47. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, 47. I mean, they, they put together one heck of a season last year. Um, 42 and 40 was their record, and they just added Kyrie. Um, they won't see, you won't see KD this year. He shattered his Achilles from coming back too early from a calf injury. Um, which I have to say, on a personal note, I kind of called it I, when he came back to play. I get it; it was like the finals. I was like, "Dude, this is." But you mess with calf injuries that that's tension on the Achilles, and then sure enough, sh- pop, there he goes, and there goes a whole year right in the right in the middle of his prime, kind of in the back half of his prime. So that's interesting. But I, he'll always be a good shooter. So at forty-seven, um, I don't know if Kyrie himself is worth. Five wins, and you know, actually, saying that out loud, I kind of see it. I'm still going to take the under. I think they're going to be right at 45, um, just because Kyrie can do a lot. But basically, you shut down Kyrie, then the team has to beat you, and then I think that team is pretty much the same, and so they're pretty much a 42 win team. Raptors, uh, <laughs> yep, uh, they're projected at 45 wins this year. Um, where they last year they won 58. Uh, I definitely, I don't know if Kawhi's worth 13 wins, but judging off of how things went with that bounce around shot in the Eastern Conference Finals and everything, and then his his performance in the finals, you know, on some level, he's he's worth probably a good 10 wins. Um, the interesting for me, how how I look at this though, is now you have. Once again, with the Raptors, the secret's out. They made a lot of moves midseason. They things came together. It was that synergy. It was a synergy championship year, which is always fun to watch. You know, I, mean, I think of like the the uh, was it like the oh four oh five Detroit Pistons that synergy team super fun to watch, ton of fun. Or the the Mavericks of twenty eleven like synergy team. Those are great years. They come around once every seven or eight years. Um, but adding just adding more parity, the West got a lot stronger by getting some more pieces. The East, can, the who has a lot of young talent, continues to grow. So I very much think they're going to be right around forty five. Um, the loss of Kawhi, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. They're still a good team, though. I'm going to give them the over. I think they'll I think they'll they'll go over forty five wins and they'll be right in that 48, 40, 49 range. If they get fifty, it'll be a pleasant surprise. Um, but that that's where I stand on them. Uh, Spurs, 43 and a half. Last year, 48 and 34. Spurs are the Spurs. Um, I'm going to go over on this and say they're going to be about 45 wins. My prediction on that. And uh, you know what I just realized? I'm not writing any of these down. I'm going to have to go back through and remember everything that I said. Or I'll just listen to this. I'll figure it out somehow. Uh <laughs> 
Moving on. Yeah, Spurs are the Spurs. It is what it is. Miami, 43 and a half. Got man Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, who really showed out in the preseason uh, that one. They were 39 and 43, but apparently there's been some some stuff happening with like Dion Waiters and some some drama there. Um say they were 39. Yeah, this is uh take off that half, and I'm taking I'm taking them at I'm taking it, it's a push for me. So that is why I'm going on the underside of that. I think they're gonna they're gonna do a little better, but I don't think they're gonna do much better than 43. If they do better than 43, I think they're gonna be 41, 42, right at 500, basically. Because really, this is projecting them just over 500. I think they're gonna live at 500. They have the Mavericks at 41, even right at 500. I'm I'm excited. It feels weird how excited I am to see this duo play out, but it, I think it's just really, really cool one to me. Um, gotta look over a little bit more of their roster um, as far as what other pieces they have. But it, with that duo, I think I think it makes sense to say you're at least a 500 team. But honestly, on any given night, either one of them can go off, and then some nights both of them can get hot. So I'm gonna take the over on this. I think they're gonna be over 500. They're probably gonna be um, around that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like 44 wins, um, right around. I think they'll be between 40 and 45. Um, but I think they'll be over over 500. Orlando Magic 40 and a half. Oh, I didn't even say what Dallas had last year. Doesn't really matter because the pieces they now have. Yeah, last year, 33 and 49, total garbage, second worst in the West. So, yeah, that's Dallas. But Orlando Magic at 40 and a half. You know, they're 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 kind of a sleeper team. Last year, 42 and 40, just over 500. Um and so it but it seems I think based upon how the league is growing, they're looking at 40 and a half. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna give them I'm gonna say they're a 500 team. 41 and 41. That's where I think they're gonna fall. I don't think I don't think I think teams are gonna kind of continue to sleep on them and they they've they've got some talent that's kind of it's kind of grown and developed a little bit, and I think they're gonna they're gonna see that culminate. Pelicans at just under 500 at 39, basically saying you still got some figuring out to do, even though they have the next LeBron James in Zion Williamson. Last year, 33 and 49, total garbage. They have, they have obviously had a lot of things change around that organization recently. They have a lot of hype. The fans are excited. Um, people are just interested to see how this pans out. Zion missing the first eight weeks of the season may have a little bit of an effect. However, I, I think they may be able to bounce back. This is this is one of those weird dichotomies where it's like, it's Zion. He has so much clout that there's a he has so much hype around him. There's kind of a target. You know, anytime you have someone coming in, they're like, oh, they're amazing. The competitors that are every other player in the NBA who are veteran players, especially, are gonna come out and say, Oh, he is? Yeah, that means I gotta shut him down. Um <laughs> that mean that means and so he's kinda of, they're kinda of gonna have a target on their back. Um I think 39 is super accurate, but I'm still going to take the over by a smidge. I think they'll get to 40 wins. I think they're go- they'll get to 40. Um, I think they'll and they'll just be just under 500. Um, I think they could make the playoffs, but honestly, it kind of hinges on how Zion comes back from this injury and if this doesn't culminate into something bigger. 
which would be unfortunate to see right at the beginning of his career. You come in struggling with injuries. That's in, like in a very real way. That sucks. All right, the Pistons, they are at 37 and a half. They were 500 last year, 41 and 41. I'm going to take the over on the Pistons. I think they're going to be at 38. I think just barely 38. Um, they really have the same pieces as last year. Blake Griffin, once again, it's the same story with that guy. If he can minimize his time missed through injury, I think they can kind of piece things together. Uh, next, the Kings, who are an interesting storyline. That's I knew I was forgetting one. Buddy Heal out here saying I'm max contract money. And then they give him an $80 million contract with $20 million in incentives. So that means he's got he's to gotta earn it, basically. Which is crazy to me because he's not a max deal dude yet. He might be in a few years, but right now he's not there. Um, he's pretty he's pretty middle of the road. He, he he's still like rising star status in a lot of ways. Right at thirty seven last year, they were thirty nine and forty three. Hmm. I think, I don't know, I think something, Buddy Heal talking like how he can do things that guys don't do, I think that's going to make guys want to want to shut them down. So I'm actually going to go under. I think they'll be a, I think they'll be a 35, 36 win team. Um, I think they'll be 35 and whatever the loss is, call them with that. I don't feel like doing the math. Hawks are right at 36. With their, They're kind of a sleeper team. They're a little bit of a sleeper team. I mean, last year, let's see, they were 29 and 53, but Trey Young, dude's good. Dude is good. And they have some they have some up and coming talent over there. I think they can make some moves and I think they surprise some people. Uh I'm going to take the over here. I think Atlanta Hawks will su- pleasantly surprise folks and eclipse 36 wins by I mean, I think I don't think they're going to get to 40. So, I think they'll be 37. Uh, I'm riding these predictions are pretty spot on in a lot of ways for me. I'm not purposely just going one over or one under. It's legitimate. Some of these predictions, I'm like, I think that's just how many wins they're going to get. Like, I think it's spot on, which I know. I mean, I don't know if any of these are going to be right. That would be an interesting thing to look into. How often, how many predictions per year? I'm going to see if I can find something like this. Vegas predictions per year for win loss predictions have been spot on. On now, obviously, with the halves, you can't do anything. So the question would be: Do you round up? Do you round down? Or do you count a you know if it's if it's if it's under the half, under by half, over by half? Do you still count that? Um, I might do that for the last five years. That might take a lot of work, but I'll see if I can maybe do that, and we can we can explore that in my next NBA episode. All right, so Timberwolves right at thirty five wins. We're getting into the bottom of the league, so these teams don't care. They were 36 and 46. I think uh, people moving around, more parity in the league. I think I'm going to take that under and say they're going to be just under that. Then we have the Bulls, 30 and a half. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I know very little about the Bulls team as of now. Um, I couldn't name really more than Zach Levine at this point. Uh, they were 22 and 60 last year, and they're projected to have 30 and a half going under. They're going to be like 28 wins. The Wizards, 28 and a half. Yeah, that dumpster fire of a team. They were 32 and 50, but John Wall seems to be out again this season. They are imploding a little bit. I'm going to go under. They're going to be like a 21 team. <sighs> then this is tough to see. My OKC Thunder right at 28. 
last year. Um, obviously a little bit better than that. <laughs> obviously had some different pieces, 49 and 33. However, I am going to be a little bit of a fan here, and I'm going to say, well, I don't think they're going to be that far under 500. To be sub 30 like that, I mean, people are looking at and, and I think the big reason is because there's there's people think there's a possibility for Chris Paul, Steven Adams, like some of the big pieces to move and go full rebuild mode. And in that case, I think you're 28 wins. However, as it stands now, see that that's working under some assumption there. Like there is some volatility in the roster in the sense that pieces might be moved. But as of now, based on what the pieces are now, I think having young guys who are wanting to learn and then having a floor general like Chris Paul who is absolutely going to going to teach and coach and it, I mean the guy's going to be a coach someday. I think I think you're going to eclipse 30. I think they're like a 33-34 win team. Um my fan side of me, my optimist wants to say, "Hey, we're I want we're just barely under 500 at 38, but that's kind of lofty with the schedule that, that the Thunder have and being in the West as well." Um so there's that. But uh, New York Knicks, 27 wins is their projected. They were 17 and 65 last year. I'm going to take the under. They're going to have like 23 wins. Uh, the Knicks are garbage. Somehow they still have the, well, it's the New York Knicks. It's a story program. Uh, maybe I'm a dumb young millennial at this point, but it is New York. The Knicks are very storied, but they've been garbage for almost two decades. They've had like two good seasons um, when Melo first got there. But then they have they have just continually imploded. The front office has proven to be one of the worst front offices in all of recent basketball history in terms of their draft, their acquisitions. Giving a man a no-trade clause in Carmelo Anthony. Nobody does that. It, yes, it is an option, but nobody ever does it. So I'm sorry. I just have I have zero faith in that team and really zero care about it. Phoenix Suns projected to be 20, 27 wins last year. They were 19 and 63. This is another interesting dichotomy. Secrets out on Devin Booker. He is the man, but at the same time, he is the man. I think I think he can push that team, but I'm still going to take the under. I think they're still like a 25-win team. A lot of young talent. But here's my problem with Phoenix. We've seen this happen before, recent, like in the last decade. They get some young talent. They get some promise. But then they're kind of in a perpetual state of, we just have young draft talent. We got a top draft pick. Have them for a few years. And it doesn't really pan out like there doesn't. Like something's wrong with that organization. Um, Who just recently came out? Uh, Marcin Gortat was on a podcast. I just briefly skim this, but where he talked about how the Phoenix Suns organization is kind of shambly um, and has a lot of problems. <laughs> he was speaking in Polish, and so the translation translated to their brothel, um, but some people said that that's like a rough translation can mean like they're in total disarray, so not literally um, a brothel, but gives gives an apt picture of what he thinks of them at least. All right, uh, Grizzlies, 25 and a half. They're a young team trying to rebuild. They lost Mike Conley, 33 and 49 last year. I do think they drop off. I am going to uh, I'm gonna take the under. Once again, it's a half game, so I'm going to take the under at 25. Just barely under, though. And then our bottom two teams of the barrel, 
Cleveland Cavaliers and Charlotte Hornets are both projected at 24 wins. Cleveland last year, 19 and 63. Great year, um, if you get what I'm saying. And then the Hornets were a little bit better, 39 and 43, but they lost Kimba, so they're kind of back at the bottom. I don't know if they fall off that much. I'm gonna take the mm, I'm gonna take the under on Cleveland. I think they're like a 20 win team. Charlotte, I'm gonna take the over. I think they can get to 26. Um, I think they can get to 26. So that wraps up my predictions based on the Vegas odds. I will copy and paste the the article that had these these projected wins here. Um, from NBC through NBC Sports. So you can look at the same one I looked at. Uh, you can give me your predictions. Uh, you don't have to give me all of them. You can just say, hey, I think this or that. Give me your feedback on my predictions. Um, go check out the NBA Almanac. Super, super, super cool. Uh, definitely a, a wealth of knowledge. Something that if I had the kind of time to read it all, I, I would or most of it. Um, and if you want a really in-depth look at your team, Go, go check it out. I'll post the link to the NBA Almanac um, also in the notes so you can look at that. But it's, I think it's going to be an exciting season in the NBA. Um, we t- definitely interesting with all the China stuff and how the international scene is going to pan out, at least on the China front. Um, I personally think that they'll, they'll probably just push. India has been growing like crazy in terms of uh, basketball and their following and, and things. And that's that's been another front for the NBA recently. I think, if anything, the NBA maybe just shifts more of their focus to growing the uh, India uh, front. NBA, Indi- growing their name in India and kind of just stepping back from China because I think we're seeing a lot of a lot of fallout there. And so I think they just refocus their efforts there and, and try and make up for what they lost. Um, the more I think about it, too, uh, I also I also found out just on that front, you know, I found out that Apple. Um, if you want to, if you're interested in that, Apple had an app the the protesters made that was basically like Waze, but for like where the cops are, like where here's where they're shooting tear gas, here's where this is, here's where that is. And um, China pressured Apple to take it out, take it off the App Store, and they did. I'm a little disappointed by that, but it happened. So, and then obviously the blizzard situation. So things are just happening around China right now. South Park being banned because, well, I mean, they outright said, <laughs> they outright came out and said, F you, China. But um, if you, that's that's also something you can let me know. If you think, if you think that's going to have really any effect on this season, uh, the season kicks off tonight. Tonight is the season opener. We have New Orleans Pelicans, which this was going to be super exciting to see Zion Williams um, at Toronto. So it'll be interesting. I think that'll be an interesting game to look at. Uh, see what Toronto has to offer. Um, they just gave Pascal Siakam a huge deal. So good for him. He earned it. Shoot, he came out and balled out in the playoffs when it mattered most. And then the interesting game, the, the really interesting game that you have tonight is uh, Los Angeles at Los Angeles. Um, the Lakers at the Clippers, uh, <laughs> which is always, it's always just funny to me. Be like, who's the home team? Like, do they flip a coin? Do they play rock, paper, scissors for who's the home team that game? Cause they both play in the Staples center and they're both in LA, which on a side note, once again, super annoyed. The fact that LA has two teams in two different sports, like 
You only need one team. This is stupid, but whatever. Um, that'll be, that's going to be, they, they did it. They did that one, right. Open the season with two, two of arguably the most exciting teams coming into this year, LeBron and AD versus Kawhi and PG. It's a, it's a late tip. If you live in the middle of the country, it's a nine thirty tip. It's a late game on TNT. Um, gosh, I'm going to take the Clippers though. I think the Clippers are going to win. I think LeBron and AD are coming out excited, but the Clippers are still, in my opinion, they're coming off a synergized season where things were well put together and they just added two superstar pieces. So all in all, I think they're in a slightly better place. I'm not trying to down-talk AD or LeBron and how good those guys are and how LeBron makes people better. But uh, I just think, I think the Clippers will edge them out. Most people are probably going to predict the Lakers, but that's fine. You know, that's totally fine by me, is what it is. And then tomorrow night, the 23rd, oh my gosh, the gauntlet. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So you have 22 teams playing tomorrow night. You have 11 games. That is wild. Um, Going to be exciting night. Uh, Going to be fun to recap. Uh, since the NBA is much more fluid, you know, there's not a weekly, like, the NFL podcast is easy to do on a week-to-week basis. I'm going to figure out a schedule on this, but I'm now going to start having NBA episodes. Um, uh, I thought about coupling them and just doing a sports, but with how in-depth I go, it would be like an hour and a half long episode, and you'd be covering in NFL and NBA. And I realized some people may just care about, ah, I just want to hear the NFL or I just want to hear the NBA. So I'll keep them separate. But uh, And then Friday is another huge, 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 huge day. Um NBA season is here, folks. It's going to be exciting. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm still, I'm still a little bit more in football mode with college football and NFL. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna obviously keep up with NBA. I'm just, for me, I wait till football to kind of die off a little bit, and then I, then I go hard in the NBA. Really, uh, after the couple uh, first weeks, so. Um, I think Toronto's going to beat New Orleans. Obviously, well, Zion's gone, so that's a huge deal. But also, he kind of does have a target on his back, and he's still he's still a rookie. So, I mean, in the NBA is tough league. And, but uh, that's gonna that's gonna be it for me. Holy crap! Almost in an hour. Jeez, that's the NBA for you though. There's a lot to talk about. A lot going on here. So, anyways, let me know your predictions, your thoughts, um, whether it be for tonight's game. Um, if you want to talk some trash to me, talk some trash to me. Uh, I'll post, like I said, I'm going to post the NBA Almanac. Check that out. I'm going to post that in the link down below um, as as well as the site where I found. And th- for reference, that's actually uh, what I, how I was referencing last year's win was through the NBA Almanac. It's on pages 16 and 17 because it splits it by conference. And then I used the uh, NBC Sports website where they put the – uh, Las Vegas predictions, um, but I'll post that as well down below at Rambling Viking on Twitter um, or the Rambling Viking at gmail.com. If you're going to send me predictions, uh, you know, email is obviously probably the better way to go. Look forward to hearing from you. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you like this, I mean, let people know, you know, you know, the drill, you know, like it, subscribe it, whatever you want to do. Uh, and, and until next time, we'll see you later.